When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on YouTube as Edgework Show. And if you want to listen to it back, you can find us on podcasts as Edgework as well. And if you're looking to track our picks in real time, see how they've done throughout the course of the season, make sure to head over to the Bet Stamp app where you can find us in the Find Better section as Edgework as well. Monday morning, only three games today. It is the uh, the New Year's Day, so we do end up with a, a midday game, the outdoor game. But uh, Joe, how was your New Year's? Yeah, it was fantastic. We had some great games um, in all sports over the holidays, so it was great to see. How about your guys's? It was good. I uh, we we just hang out, hung out. We uh, watched a bunch of Disney movies. Nice. <laughs> that was that was how my New Year's was spent watching Disney movies. <laughs> that's like not it. a bad way to do it that's not yeah. bad it was uh, fun. You, i like it yeah did you get to because you're on uh you're on west coast time right like how did you get to see the uh the ohio state and the the new year's eve ball drop at the exact same time the missed field goal yeah it was uh every, i was I, I was overstimulated everything was going on i had my phone on uh with like the game on i they wanted the kids wanted to watch the seattle um like this like the space needle new year's celebration so I had oh, yeah. on the TV and then they had their movie on it was a there was a lot of things happening yeah it, there was a lot going on on new year's that's for sure but glad everyone had a uh, safe and happy new year's and hopefully everyone watching did as well uh We'll start with some takeaways from this weekend or anything uh, over the past week, I guess, even because, Joe, we haven't got to talk since prior to Christmas there. Um, Is there anything that's uh, sticking out to you? Any takeaways that you have over the past week, week and a bit? Yeah, absolutely. There's lots of things happening right now. I can't believe how well the Sabres have been doing as of late. Tag Thompson looking absolutely phenomenal out there on the ice. And then we look at the Carolina Hurricanes. I love what we're seeing out of them. And you look at their goaltending. Frederick Anderson isn't even in here, and they're getting excellent goaltending out of Ranta and Kochekov. I never say his name right, you guys. But he (laughs) is, like, absolutely phenomenal. Between the two of them, I can't believe how they owned the Devils yesterday in that game. It was a phenomenal game. And the Devils, talking about them, you guys, what are they doing on the power play? they got an amazing penalty kill. They cannot can't score on that power play right now yeah i know the devils have really taken a bit of a dive and even like you're looking at the hurricanes they're they're on an 11 game win streak right now and they've just continued to roll but uh yeah i don't i don't know what's going on with the devils there it's uh it's kind of funny as it goes along to monitor because i remember when keith yandel made that early prediction and everyone went nuts about how he was saying they would miss the playoffs and 
Now it doesn't seem like it's out of the realm of possibility for that to be the case. You're looking at them, they're only two points up on Washington. And just the fact that you can even say that, that they're, they have teams that have closed in on them a little bit is, is wild considering where they were and how far ahead of everyone they were. But it's been a, uh, it's been a steep decline from the, for the Devils since the beginning of the season there. And so money, are there any takeaways from you over the past little while? Yeah, Joe actually touched on uh, t- touched on them briefly, but um, it's the Buffalo Sabers. Um, I've been uh, bullish on them now for the last uh, two three weeks um, as they've gotten gotten a lot better and um, they're now starting to get healthier too. Um, I've been wanting to take a shot at them to make the playoffs. Um, their odds have tumbled a little bit now. We were at a plus plus five fifty plus five seventy five uh, last week. They're down to. I think Zach, you can probably help me out here better, but um, I think they're down to plus plus four fifty now. Um, look, they're not going to get into the top three in their in their in their division, but that second wild card is not out of the out of the realm mm. of possibility here, right? So, um, it would be Capitals, Rangers, Penguins, um, and the Sabers. Um, one of them, one of those three teams would get the would would get the division, and then the um, the Sabres would slot into possibly a second wild card. Um, Rangers, we know how I feel about the Rangers. Um, I think that they're um, they're they're not as great as where they as they're not as good as where they are in the standings. And the Penguins, I don't worry about the Penguins long term, but I mean stuff stuff like what they're going to it, um, it it can it can snowball sometimes. So I I do really want to take a shot at the Sabres. I'm just waiting for. Um, waiting for some pricing, but yeah, I think that um, Sabers are a team that that really stand out for me. And even in that second game of a, of a back-to-back, that was a that was a tough spot yesterday against the Senators. And I think the Senate, I think the Sabers drove play for most of the game, and um, I was really impressed with how they with 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 how they came out in that game. Even though they lost, I don't I didn't score that as a as a um, as a kind of loss that the score indicated. Yeah, they're plus 450 right now to make the playoffs uh, for the Sabres as like a consensus price there. So it, they're also just a fun team to yeah. watch. Yeah. Like it, regardless, they are a fun team to watch. It's been it's one of those ones where at the beginning I'm seeing Buffalo Sabres on the TV. I'm not as enticed to turn it on other than the fact that it's a hockey game to get to watch. But now it's like, oh, the Sabres are on. Like I want to put that on and see what's going on there watching Tage Thompson and hearing some of the player comparisons has been kind of funny, but it's still enjoyable to see what he's doing. And he's kind of just like in the most respectable way possible. Like he's a creature out there. Like he's this monster of a human being who can move extremely quickly and very slick. He's got great hands, a great shot. It's uh, it's fun to watch the Sabres. My takeaway is the impact on the lines for the Colorado Avalanche specifically, whether it is removing or adding a singular player, and that player would be Nathan McKinnon. When McKinnon was removed from the Avalanche lineup, in each of the matchups they went up against while in the during the time that he was out, the odds were adjusted anywhere between like five to ten percent, sometimes even above the ten percent mark there with him being out. Now that he's back, we're seeing that kind of swing back in Colorado's favor. You're even looking at this game today against Vegas. They're setting at minus 160, plus 150. But it feels like there's almost 
to a degree an overreaction with the with the removal and an ad- addition of Nathan McKinnon to how it affects the lines. But so money, do you think that this is like an appropriate reaction or is this one a little bit overinflated either way? So it goes on a spectrum, right? I think that um when when it was um when when he was activated off the IR that morning, um then in that moment, if you were quick, then then you got a good number, right? Um at at at, at that moment of course, it's not it's not overinflated. As the day went on, um, it did get a little bit out, um, a little bit out of hand. Just like when when he went down that first game, you yeah. you always have that initial reaction where if if you're right on quick, you will get the good number. If you wait, you're betting into a line that's more that's that's more mature. So um, if you're if you're looking at the closing number. Yes, the closing number would be inflated in this moment because the market tends to um, all, always overreact to these things. Um, but if you're early, then you're good, right? So, yeah. so it's it's it just depends where you fall on the spectrum and and where you got that number. Joe, do you feel? How do you feel about uh, how quickly the line moves? I know you're out there in uh, in Alberta, you're watching yeah. the the Oilers fairly closely, at least, kind of seeing Drysaitel come out of the lineup, uh, and then you can kind of see the movement in the lines there. Is that kind of like what what would happen if Connor McDavid comes out of the lineup? I couldn't even imagine what would happen if Connor McDavid came out of the lineup for the Edmonton Oilers. That'd be a huge underdog, I think, no matter who they faced. I think we'd see an extreme overreaction by the books because we know Edmonton is deep, and that's another thing looking at Colorado. It is a deep team. So these reactions, while they're a little bit overreactions, I do think granted in some cases. Like Connor McDavid is granted. Nathan McKinnon is granted. So I understand the movement because these guys are leaders on their team and really hold that team together. So I think it depends on the player and I think the books, they have to adjust like that. Yeah, and I, I think I think Joe makes a good point. And um, I'm also speaking on, on, on Dreisaitl when he was, when he was out on um, Friday, I think, right, against Seattle. Yeah. Um, yeah, so throughout the day, if you listen to Woodcroft, if you read between the lines um, with 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 what the beat writers were saying, it was fairly obvious that Drysaddle was not on that trip, right? So yeah. the game was yeah. in Seattle. Um, you pretty much knew that that he wasn't there, but of course, no nobody would 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 come out and say that. But the market re- uh, understood that. You saw the move on the Oilers throughout the day. Um, it got to, uh, sorry, you saw the move on Seattle throughout the day um, up to, they were like minus 125, minus 130. Even when Skinner was announced, um, there still wasn't an adjustment, right? So so in that situation, the market absolutely overreacted to to, to Drysaddle being out. Um, they didn't, there was no buyback, there was no adjustment on Edmonton going with the better goalie. Um the market should be buying back when Skinner is, when when Skinner's in there over over Campbell, and that didn't happen either, right? So, um, yeah, like stuff like that, like Drysaddle, um, and you can also make a case sometimes like teams get that it it is proven that teams get that little bump when when the star player is out um, f- for like the first game they they 
the, there is a little bump there. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the 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 Oilers example is another good one there. Yeah, I mean, we saw that here in Toronto as well with the the defense going out. Like, they just yeah. kind of stepped up. We saw it last year when Matthews went out for a period of time. Marner went out. Like, the team kind of has that initial reaction where they they almost overreact but in a positive way to the absence of those players and I mean yeah you talk about the line movement and the closing lines of those games like so many I'm pretty sure I was I was on uh, Seattle I think it was like minus 102 minus, and then got them like minus 105 again and I'm like oh come on <laughs> it's just the CLV bonfire at that point but Let's uh let's look ahead to today's games. Uh, we have an afternoon game here for the outdoor game. That one will be fun to watch. I don't know what your guys' opinions are on the outdoor games. I think they're still kind of fun. Uh, people that go to them seem to have an absolute blast every time. I think that the players still enjoy them, regardless of the potential risk for injury. I think it's still a cool thing if they've never got to experience them before. I'm sure a guy like Sid is probably a, a little... Uh, worn out with it at this point he's been there done that he's done some bigger things than the outdoor game but to guys who it's their first time it's still going to be enjoyable for them so i don't mind it it's not like the greatest experience ever watching on tv but still kind of a cool experience but starting with this one here boston is currently favored against pittsburgh minus one uh 161 we're seeing 163 best price uh Pittsburgh plus 160 in this game. Pitt right now is tied with the Islanders for the last wildcard spot. They are, in in terms of points, they are ahead in terms of a winning percentage. They have gone on a four-game skid here, losing to the Canes, the Islanders, the Red Wings, and the Devils. And uh, Boston just continues to roll along. Even if they are losing games at this point, they are still finding ways to get points. They are 7-0-3 in their last 10. They are just coming off a loss to the Sabres the other day where they wore the angry meth head bear jerseys. Um, but uh, they're the first team to 60 points in the NHL this season. I just think Boston can continue to truck along and just be a dominant team here. Uh, I can't see it going any other way for them as it goes along. Maybe slow down a little bit from where they were at the beginning of the season. But nonetheless, I think that they continue to uh, close out as the best team in the Eastern Conference. Joe, how do you uh, how do you look at this Boston-Pittsburgh game here today? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think Boston comes out, gets a win in this one. We know the Penguins have struggled versus Boston as well. And then Boston off a loss. There is no way that I am betting against them here. We know that the last time these two teams played, it was a high-scoring one with Boston getting the one win 6-5. to five. But I think they come out. I think they really shut down the Penguins' ability to get these goals in this one. We know Omar is expected. He's just absolutely phenomenal in goal. Tristan Jari expected here for the Penguins. But... This is Boston's game all day. I love that it's outside on the outside rank. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, you asked about how we feel about the outdoor game. Um, yeah. What is a show with me without me bringing up the Canucks in some way, right? So yeah. <laughs> my my outdoor experience has soured when Tortorella didn't go with Luongo yeah. against Ottawa in that outdoor game in 2015 or whenever the Canucks were. Um, we're uh, we're uh, playing playing the sends there. So yeah. since since then I'm over it, right? Um, and <laughs> until and maybe if the Canucks get get another one, I can get back into it. But I'm more interested in what the wind is doing and what the ice conditions are, right? So um, 
from all accounts, um, it looks like it'll be sunny. There's not going to be a, there's not going to be precipitation, but um, it there does seem to be some wind that uh, that is swirling. Um, as well as the players kind of mentioned, um, the ice felt a little bit slushy. Now, you expect that in outdoor games, so um, that's that's something I'm keeping an eye on. Um, um, I'll have a better better idea closer to game time, but um, I'm looking at the under, and it's not something that I'm too crazy about. I'm kind of hoping that that the uh, that that the players come out and say that the ice is fine and we're all good because I really don't want to bet the under in this game. Yeah. And uh, I really don't want to bet the Penguins either. Right. Um, I think that uh, Joe made some good points about the Bruins and that's not a, that's not a train I want to step in front of right now. Um, So possibly the under, probably nothing. Hopefully, hopefully I don't have anything in this game. (laughs) Fair enough. And Joe, do you have a best bet in this game? Yeah, I'm going to take a Boston and regulation in it. Okay, uh, so we will track all this on the BetStamp app in the uh, Find Better section as Edgework. You can see how we've done on the season to date. So we find that one currently seeing minus 113 best price on that in Boston in regulation. Uh, I have a player prop in this game that we'll give here. It's uh, Jake Gensel, anytime goal scorer. Uh, again, I mean, so money, as you said. I'm hoping as well that this one isn't a... Isn't a kind of under type of game hopefully they come out and they say yep the ice is perfect it was cold and crisp and everything feels good but no guarantees on that but this is more just you're playing with Sidney Crosby you're playing in a big game in a big moment uh Crosby is a guy who finds ways to get his line mates involved Jake Gensel does get a considerable amount of minutes playing alongside him they get important minutes they get important time on ice uh and at at this point I just kind of feel like you're, you're looking at Gensel his expected goals are a little bit above where his actual goals are at this point in the season, his shooting percentage a little bit lower than uh, previous years. So I'm going to take Jake Gensel anytime goal score at plus 180 in this one. Hopefully uh, Sid just finds finds a way to get him involved, even if it is just on a little backdoor tap-in or a tip in, tip by the net or something like that because those are uh, pretty good ways for Sid to get his line mates involved in these in these types of games. Uh, let's look at another game here, Vegas, Colorado. We can look at this one quickly. Vegas right now, first in the Pacific, they are 52 points. Um, they have slowed down a little bit since where they were at at the beginning of the season. They've dealt with some injuries of some key players going in and out. And obviously, like, I mean, it's not his fault that they've gone on this skid. He's still playing fairly well but like you have a rookie goaltender in net a guy that kind of came out of nowhere to jump into things like at some point that that allure may wear off a little bit but now Colorado they get McKinnon back they are on uh, a three-game losing streak here they just come off of losses to Arizona the LA Kings and Toronto uh, Maple Leafs on Saturday night they're one point behind Edmonton for a wild card spot they do have three games in hand here but Colorado right now is currently sitting at minus 159 and Vegas plus 150 in this game. <laughs> so money. What is going on with the lines there? Like, is that accurate? Is this, is this entirely because McKinnon is coming back? Uh, yeah, there's, there, there is that. Um, also like when you, when you look at this number on Vegas, um, it, it, it does look nice. And like, you, you, 
you are you are inclined to 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 look that way more often than not but um but this Vegas team right now is just a shell of itself there's um they're they're dealing with a ton of injuries um they've they've also um they're they're also pretty pretty inconsistent um Colorado even through the even through the McKinnon injury I don't think that they played poorly um um, as you guys were talking about earlier, um, they, they they are a strong team. Um, so I think that the line looks fair, even though it is tempting to look at Vegas. I think that there's just too much missing on that roster right now. And um, it it is inflated a little bit with Colorado. Um, but at the same time, um, I wouldn't I, 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 I wouldn't look at uh, Vegas either. Yeah, fair enough. More of a stay, stay away, maybe just enjoy this one and, and see how it plays out uh, kind of thing. Sit back and just watch some good hockey. Uh, it is too bad here, though, like the NHL scheduling. I just want to say quickly, the NHL scheduling, like you've got a game in the afternoon. You only have two other games. And they're at 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock. Like this is, that's peak NHL. You want to just pile on to the fact that you're, you won't let teams fly out the day before. I also saw a stat, by the way, of Kaso Money. You and I had talked about that with the Leafs getting fined. We, I, I had said to you like, hey, that's no problem. You get, you take the fine. It, it was against the CBA. It's a fine. It is what it is. The rule itself is dumb though. Seven teams that had to fly then on that, the day of the game flew over 75 minutes to their game. All seven teams lost. Only one team had to fly over 75 minutes to their game. They flew the day before and they won. It's like it, it impacts the players. Like it, it impacts the players having to fly. Absolutely. I feel like sorry, Joe. No, go ahead. I feel like we we um we uh we talk about this every day where the NHL just just gets yeah. another thing wrong. And I don't know why they're scared of the Rose Bowl today, to be honest, right? Like like <laughs> Clearly, that's like what it was. Why, 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 why? There's no games game scheduled. Even the Philly Anaheim game that's starting later, but right in that, right in that area before the uh, Vegas game and after the Bruins game is the Rose yeah. Bowl, right? So yeah, and the and the outdoor game is always on New Year's Day. It's always on New Year's Day. So then they push it off. They're scared of the NFL. Okay, I understood. A lot of people push things off. A lot of leagues push things off because the NFL. Understood. But then you just cowered away from the entire schedule the next day because there's college football game. Like, what are we doing here? The NHL is just uh, making a mess of it. Um, uh, final game that we'll break down here today, Philly-Anaheim. Philly is kind of somewhat of a scrappy team here. <laughs> They're on a two-game win streak. They beat San Jose. They have beat LA. They're going to play Anaheim here, and then they're going to go on and, and finish off this road trip against Arizona. Um, I, I don't really know. Like They're one of those teams that can just find a way to stay in it. If you've got a guy like John Tortorella yelling at you behind the bench, then you might find a way to to get up and, uh, and try to fight your way back into a game. So they kind of find a way to stay close in some of them here. Whereas Anaheim is just, 
they just have not been great. I mean, you're looking at them even behind the Flyers, who have not been a good team. They're 11 points back of the Flyers. They've got a minus 67 goal differential. This game is somewhat of a coin flip at this point uh, in terms of the odds on the game. You're looking at Philly minus uh, 112, minus 113, Anaheim plus 104, best price. Uh, Joe, if you're looking at this game uh, from like an outside perspective, it, it's not going to be the most, uh, the highest level of hockey here. It might be a little bit entertaining, could be a bit of a back and forth one, but what do you think about uh, this Philly Anaheim game tonight? This all comes down to who is in goal for the Flyers tonight. If we get Carter Hart back, it's a Flyers game, and I'd be looking at the Flyers team total over. I want to be looking at the total of this whole game, though, because I question the Ducks' ability to get the goals in this game. Sitting at six, if Carter Hart's in, only the Flyers team total would I hit. Um, if he's not, I'd probably I'd still lean on the Flyers team total because we know the Ducks are allowing those goals to come in. They're allowing 4.11 goals per game defensively. And John Gibson expected in goal for the Anaheim Ducks here. It's not going to be a pretty game on the ice at all. We know the Ducks can pull off some upsets, but I don't believe it here. Yeah, and so money, you and I have both are on the same side of this one. It's kind of ugly, but uh, why don't you tell us about that? It's so ugly. Like I'm, still, I'm like <laughs> sitting here looking at the Flyers. Like I'm looking at the screen right now. We're seeing up to minus 120 on the Flyers, and I yeah. still think that's short. Right. So, and um, if, um, as Joe mentioned, if uh, if a Carter Hart is in, like I, I'm 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 on the Flyers um, already with the speculation that um, that a that a Carter Hart is going to start. Um, if he if he doesn't start, then I'm sitting here with with the Flyers as a road favorite with uh, Sandstrom or Urson in goal. Like that's just is terrible but in these <laughs> in in these in these situations i think that um going early um with the speculation and and the uh, and the assumption that you need to make to um to to have a plus ev ticket i think that um flyers flyers are the way to go um i do like them up to minus 115 um with if 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 carter hart is in i would push that up a little bit more but yeah, it's not a game I'm going to watch. It's This is going to be one of those things where I will check the score afterwards or like yeah. look at my phone and get the score updates. And, but other than that, just put the flyers in, forget about the game, and hopefully you have more money in your account afterwards. Yeah, so I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and figure out what happened in this one. I will not be uh, as intrigued here tonight. But so money, Joe, thank you guys for uh, hopping on here today. Greatly appreciate it. Hopefully everyone enjoyed the show. If you just caught the end of it, you want to watch it back, you can do so on our YouTube channel as Edgework. If you wanted to listen to it at some point during the day today, you don't have time to watch, you can go over to all podcasting platforms and find us as Edgework there. And as well, if you just want to see the picks from today's show, you can go to the BetStamp app where you can find us in the Find Better section as Edgework as well. See how we've done through the course of the seasons see our picks today and see how they perform tonight guys thank you uh thank you to everyone who tuned in thanks for hopping on here today hopefully everyone has a great day a great rest of your week and i will see everyone next week enjoy the day thank you thank you